Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday morning. And I think we all have heard about the needs for food shelters and food pantries, but what about our pets? So I'm really excited to talk to Eileen Lambert this morning with the Colorado Pet Pantry. She's the executive director. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Tell me a little bit about the Colorado Pet Pantry. I know it started, what, back in 2013? That's right. Yep. We started it in 2013 um, just because we saw, you know, we saw people relinquishing pets that maybe didn't want to relinquish their pets. And we figured, you know what, we all have, you know, a little bag of food in our closet that maybe our animals didn't like. So it's just a matter of getting that food out to the people who need it. I love that idea because I know as a dog and a cat owner myself, I've done the same thing before. And I'm like, ah, I hate wasting this food. Absolutely. And, you know, pretty much every pet owner has that same situation. And none of us wants to waste that money, um, you know, because we spent it and then our, you know, our dogs or our cats are picky. And but there's there's a lot of people out there and a lot of pets out there that need it. Well, tell me exactly how it works, because and how big has it gotten? Because I, I as I understand it, uh, the Colorado Pet Pantry has grown to be. Is it the largest or one of the largest in the st- in the states? You know, as far as I know, we are the largest in the country. Um, pet food banks in general is kind of a new concept. Um, there are shelters that will give out some pet food, um, you know, a, a little bit here at a time. But the idea of a pet food bank has actually been growing, and there are pet food banks in more and more states the mm-hmm. longer it goes. Because I think people, you know, people love their animals and they, you know, so so everyone's, you know, thinking like this is a really good idea to keep families together. There's so many reasons why you want to keep an animal in your household. You know, it's better for the family. It's better for the community. It's absolutely better for the shelters. Right. You know, so they can use their kennels for truly homeless animals. Right. And if you don't have to rehome a pet and if mm-hmm. pet food helps a family keep the family member with them, I mean, it's a it's a win win for everybody. So you were mm-hmm. talking a little bit about us having, you know, that bag of food in the closet that our just our dog or our cat didn't like. So what if it's already been opened? Can you still take it? it yes, we actually still can take it. Um it just needs to be sealed down tight. We love duct tape. We go through a lot of duct tape. <laughs> and, um, you know, you just tape it up. And then on our website, there's a, there's a list of all the stores and veterinary clinics that, um, and groomers that collect food for us. They all have uh, these donation bins in their stores. And we have about 100 in Colorado. So it's pretty easy to just take, you know, old collars, leashes, whatever. We take anything for dogs and cats and food, of course, and, you know, bring it to one of the stores. These stores are so generous to allow us to keep a bin there, and um, there's so many to choose from. It's pretty convenient. And then we have our pet food banks, of which we have 62 monthly pet food banks throughout Colorado, and we just get the food, you know, whether it's brand new, sparkling, pretty bag, or if it's an open bag, you know, the animals are fine with it either way. And um, so we get that food out to our monthly pet food banks. That is wonderful. So for folks that are needing some help, how does that work for them? So on our website, again, we have a a link for our our calendar. And they just go on the calendar and they find the date, time, and location that works the best for them. And they come, they bring their ID. They can come every 
two months, uh, the intention is that we're 50% of someone's pet needs um, so that we can help as many people as possible. We, we keep it at, at every other month. So you come one month and then you, st- you don't come the next month. Okay. So you find the location that works for you and we make it really easy because... You know what? There, there's just no good reason not to try to keep an animal in someone's home. You know, unless mm-hmm. unless you know the, the family you know is is not you know taking care of it. But but in general, if the family loves their animal, we want to help them. So we try to make it as easy as possible. Right. And how many families? How much? How many meals do you think you've served since you started? So. The past year, you know, has been a unique year because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, the, in the past 12 months, we've given out 5.1 million meals, which is actually quite a bit higher than we were expecting. We, we were thinking we would be about maybe 4.2 million meals. But coronavirus, especially in the summer, the spring and summer, we were seeing numbers of um, three times our normal. Um, wow. Because well, and, and it makes sense because you think about what coronavirus did. There were so, all these folks who got furloughed, right. and we're still kind of in that. And 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So when you're furloughed and you don't, you know, you don't have a savings account that can withstand that, you know, we went from a great economy to being in a, a furlough season. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were taken by surprise, and, and, and we want to, again, it's so important to keep the animals in the home, you know, especially when things are tumultuous. You need your pet, and your pet needs you. Mm-hmm. That is that is so true. You know, I, I was wondering about that, how your need changed with COVID-19, because I saw the lines at the food banks, and I saw the lines of families that were needing help, and then you think, what about the pets? You know, and I and I love the fact that you've helped out. How many dogs and cats do you think you've helped then if you did 5.1 million meals this past year? Yeah, so that's, that means that we have fed 85,000 pets for a full month. So 85,000 pets have gotten an entire month's worth of food from us in the past 12 months. That is wonderful. And what kind of things do you hear from the community about what you're doing? Well, I mean, we know from the shelters, the shelters say that every time we're able to keep an animal um, in with their family, it saves our our local city shelters um, by about $550 per pet, which then they put towards an, an animal that's truly homeless. Right. Um, because you think about, you know, it, it costs a lot to run an animal shelter and the, you know, the room and board and the people and everything that's involved. Um, so we know the shelters... Um, find this to be really helpful. And, you know, so many families tell us, I mean, daily, they tell us that we're able to, you know, that they're able to feed their animal and keep their animal. And and most of our clients, you know, they're, most of our clients don't, aren't, aren't planning to relinquish, relinquish their pets. But what will happen is they might be taking human food from their table and giving it to their pets, which mm. isn't so good for the pets, but it's definitely not good for the family. Right. Then they're running short. Yep. Yeah, all all very good points. And you said you have 62 monthly pet food bank locations around the state, and that's what's on the calendar? That's, yes, and that's right. We have tw- about 21 that are open to the public, and then we have about 40, 41 that are where we work with specific organizations like Meals on Wheels, Veterans Associations, Domestic Violence Associations or groups, um, housing authorities for, for people who are in low-income housing, so we, we kind of have two different models, and so some of them are open to the public and some are specifically for people that are, 
you know, going to a particular, um, you know, or getting meals on wheels or something really specific. Right. And I know you talked about a few minutes ago the fact that, you know, the need has been so much greater this year with COVID-19. What has it done to donations for you? Donations, um, donations in the spring were amazing. Like they skyrocketed. People are so compassionate. And so, so when COVID-19 first happened, um, you know, and into the summer, people were giving so generously. Uh, we've, we've seen that slow down a bit, you know, and my guess is, you know, people are starting to hunker down a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, none of us know how this is all going to shake out and we all have our fingers crossed, but I think we're also, you know, also everyone needs to also protect their own family. And so it, it's, um, it ebbs and flows and, and I'll tell you, that's a little nerve wracking, right? Because sure. you, you just never know, and you know, what's going to happen. So we just try to keep our costs as low as possible and do the most good. Um, it costs us about 4 to $5 to feed an animal for a, for a full month. We just try to keep that cost as low as possible and get as much food, you know, donated as possible. We have, you know, many volunteers that help us to do all of this. And, you know, our goal is to do as much as we can with what we have. And that requires volunteers, money, and food. Absolutely. So for folks that want to help out, volunteers, money, and food, how can they do so in those categories? So it's all on our website. Um, we On our website, there's a, li- a link that takes you to all of our volunteer opportunities. Almost every Sunday, we do a warehouse work day, which is in Inglewood, Colorado, and I, I call it the pet pantry gem because you're basically moving 20, 30 pound bags of food around. And um, so we do that most Sundays from nine to 12. And that's super helpful for us to keep up with, you know, whatever's, whatever food banks we have coming up that week, mm-hmm. because we're, it's, it's definitely Groundhog Day inside our warehouse. You know, we'll, we'll get everything cleaned up and then another load of donations comes in. Right. So it's just a constant. Um, and then, of course, you know, donating financially, like I said, it costs about 4 to $5 to feed an animal for a month. So, hey, sponsor an animal, you know, um, one, sponsor one animal a month. That'd be amazing. Right. I was um, going to say how fun for our family to say, hey, you know, maybe it's $10, two animals mm-hmm. a month or whatever it may be. But yeah. for a family, I mean, kids can really visualize that, too. So that's a great idea. Yeah. And then donating food. I mean, that's the easiest thing that anyone who owns a pet, you know, you've either got, you've either got food or maybe some treats or some toys, you know, uh, dog or cat toys or, you know, some um, le- le- uh, leashes and collars. I mean, we all have stuff that we need to purge out of our house. So, you know, let us help you out. <laughs> well, I love that. And, you know, as you said that, I thought, wow, you know, for my cat, I bought this really nice canned dog or cat food. He tried it. He's like, no, thanks. And so I have all these brand new cans sitting there in my pantry. And I was like, I, I've got to find somebody who needs these. And I love the fact that you've got so many drop-off locations. So for folks just joining us, you've got extra dog food, extra cat food, um, maybe leashes, collars, all of that. Tell the folks how they can find somewhere near them to donate. So on our website, there's a button that says Give. And then under that, it says Donate Pet Food. And you click on that, and it will show you all of our locations that um, have donation bins for us. We add to that all the time. It's a, it's a really great place to find, you know, the, the wonderful stores in your neighborhood that are supporting, you know, this community effort. And, um, and then under that same link, you'll find a button for just donating funds. 
And then under the button for events, you'll find opportunities for volunteering and for um, coming to a pet food bank if that's what you need. Well, I think it's wonderful. And there's so many different ways to give back. And I think, too, just getting the word out in the community that, look, before you relinquish a pet because of financial, because you don't have the money for food, take a look at this organization. It really is incredible, the work you're doing. And so excited to talk with you this morning. Thank you so much, Melissa. Well, I appreciate it. Once again, we were talking with Eileen. Eileen is with the Colorado Pet Food Pantry or Colorado Pet Pantry, the executive director, Eileen Lambert. Thank you for joining us this morning and keep us posted how we can help out and what else you may need some help with. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Eileen. You take care. I'm Melissa Moore. It is My Life Magazine. Thank you so much for joining me on this Sunday morning. Thank you again to our guest, Eileen Lambert, with the Colorado Pet Pantry, the executive director there. And the great thing is, if you've got extra pet food, maybe a leash, maybe supplies and toys that your pet doesn't want, this is a great place to donate them. And I think, too, when you look at it kind of like in a big picture sense, the fact that we're able to keep pets with their families, good for the family, good for the whole morale and everything else, but good for the pets, too. Too, if it keeps them out of the shelters, especially when you hear how much it costs a shelter to have one pet there. So there will be a link on the radio station's website. You can go right there. And another great way to share this message and share this information is to share the podcast on your social media. And we've got all of that at the radio station's website. So go out. Have a great Sunday. Thanks again for spending some time with us here at Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. I'm Melissa Moore, and I'll see you next Sunday. Go out and be kind.